After Dark with Mark. Have you fucked up yet? Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great, Lanny. It's so great to, to be with you today. You too. So this is, we're both really excited about this because we're doing a double podcast. It's like double rainbow. So you have a, an amazing podcast and I think I have an amazing podcast. So we're recording an episode, a double one for both of our podcasts, which is super rad. So obviously mine is called I Am Badass. My listeners know. Can you just explain a little bit about yours? Yeah, sure. Like me, it's after dark with Mark, which uh, we talking about success, but success is always it always comes with fuck ups. So yes, the idea behind that. it is is how <laughs> are we getting there? Because a lot of the millennials nowadays they they're looking at what's happening online and they look at people, and then all of a sudden they just oh I want to be successful too. I want to be an entrepreneur, and they haven't sold in their life and it's it's this glamorous mm -hmm. thing that if i'm if i'm being an entrepreneur i'm gonna i'm gonna succeed in all this but what you see online and what you see through social media you just see the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. and you really get you really need to know where it's starting mm -hmm. and uh, so that's why we decided to do that and uh, we had a lot of fun with it <laughs> and when i i encounter your one of your podcasts and I saw some some of the titles that just like, okay, I need I need this badass on my show. <laughs> I so love it. I love it. So I had another guest and she's like, I couldn't not do it. Like I reached out to her, like how we connected. She's like, because the name and I'm like, oh, it's so good to know. Because when I was starting out, I was in this place of like, I need to do what the, you know, what the people, I, I should do what I think they need me to do. Right. It wasn't like really... I was just learning, so I didn't even know what was in my soul. I mean, badass has been in my soul since I was little, but I was trying to do what I thought people wanted me to do. So I like tossed between all these names and I was like, oh, maybe that's like a, I even tell my clients now, I'm like, I like went through this phase where I blocked all of my wild maniacness because I was like, nobody's going to want like a spiritual teacher that twerks and like no one's going to want a spiritual teacher that like looks like Mowgli and is all barefoot around Bali. And once I got over that and realized that is fucking bullshit because that like sucked. I was like trying to be this like stiff, like professional. And I'm like, that's not who I am. I'm a wild monkey. You know, I need to like live free and be all loud and crazy. So I, once I like stepped into it, I was like, obviously my program is called I am badass. And, um, my dad is like where I really get my intuition and my healing energy powers from. And he has like this really beautiful essence like you have. He's my, my dad's side is Mexican and Spanish and American Indian. And that was our thing. He was like, he fed me from when I was little. He was just like, you're fucking wild. Like run, never change. You're a badass. You're a maniac. And that, so that to me is just that like, the strength in our ancestors, right? Like I know that the love stopped and that's why we all, my family had trauma, but like there was also a lot of really beautiful strength and we have that badassness. Like I know that like my grandma comes to visit me in the, in the form of a bat, which we can talk about later. And she had that. And it's like, I know that my family, like my fucking badass, like native American side has that. So it's just been, I like tap into that strength. It's like so rad. 
So it's pretty cool that now that I'm living from my soul, I don't even have to fucking try and people can hear me. Whereas before I was like, hear me, listen to see me and no one could see me, you know? And it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's exhausting. This is one of the things. Like, you know, if if you look at how society wants you to, to conform mm-hmm. and and you feel so inadequate mm-hmm. you feel so out of balance you mm-hmm. so you feel so not yourself mm-hmm. so what's the point to try to be someone that you're not which at the end of the day when you're yourself and this is the beauty about social media is when you're yourself um, you can express yourself you can really start creating from within and people the people which really is going to connect to you they're going to come yeah which that's how we connected and yeah. and uh, somehow i know you I, and yeah. it's really weird yeah you know we know each other yes for for some um but when you're talking about mexico and this this uh culture what i love about the mexican culture is they still let the kids be um be wild mm-hmm. and they still let the kids you know, when you go to a restaurant, uh, the kids are all over the place and mm-hmm. nobody's looking at them like kind of, okay, them, get your kids. Just, yeah. yeah, get yeah. your kids together. You know, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. like we, we try and have a dinner here. Yeah, you, It's not like that. The kids are crazy. They're running. They're jumping on couches. And, and it is mm-hmm. part of the culture here, which when I go back home, by the way, I'm Canadian. When I go back home and, and then I go to the restaurant, I mean, everybody's stiff. Uh, people like they... they they, they make sure that they cannot, they don't talk too loud and they're not disturbing the, the neighbor. Mm. It's just crazy shit. Yeah, I can totally like feel that in my soul because for me, dancing is this part where I really, I mean, I just, if I'm going, if I'm processing extreme trauma, I will just fucking dance. And, and even like, so my mom's the white side. I actually did a story post the other day and I was like, Oh, my, my grandma's coming through my, um, housekeeper. Cause my housekeeper brought me all these goodies and like a couple of the things were some things I'd never seen since my grandma passed away. I said, Oh, my Mexican grandma just sent me this message that I'm on the right path and I'm guided. And someone said, Oh, um, my black grandma. And I was like, Oh no, no, this is what I mean is like my white grandma didn't have these things. And it's not about being white or like a different color, but my Mexican grandma comes and visits me every fucking day. And so I feel her so strong in Bali. So I'm dancing. And again, my, my mom, who's on the white side, who I, I love, they're um, Eastern European. So they are more of the stoic. My dad was always the emotional one. My dad was always, my dad always cries with me. You know, my dad's always been the one feeding my Passion. soul. Yeah. And my mom yeah. just sent me a voice note saying, um, I love this song. Maybe you can make a dance video for me so I cannot die without knowing how to dance. And I'm like, mom, I've told you this a million times. Anyone can dance. You just have to be free in your soul. Right. So it's like my mom still has this belief. So to, to hear like that side, right. That like the California side or whatever, that side saying, I don't know how to live free in my soul, but my dad, I have videos of him. He always danced with me. Like I knew my dad was my fucking dance partner. Like this is something that I grew up with. Like my dad took me to my first concert and I wanted to dance so bad. It was like Paula Abdul and color me bad. And my, and I was like, please someone and my fucking dad got up and went to the front with me and dance. And I was like, you know, eight and like no shame. He just knew in my soul that I needed that. And it's like, 
so wild that this is actually how I heal extreme trauma, how I've healed it in me, my sexual abuse, which just like turned into patterns of abuse. And like, I was on that frequency of, I am not fucking good enough. I deserve to be abused. My life is hectic. My life is drama. And once I broke through that, like dance was a big part of that, which is just moving from my soul. And this is like the number one reason why women are drawn to me. And they say exactly what you said. Um, you just kept popping up on my feet. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. Because it's like, obviously they're just craving somebody to teach them how to live from their soul. But it's, it's just, yeah, my, my dad really, that was like, is such a big part of my healing and my ability to just, that's like one of my gifts. So to have that nurtured and never feel embarrassed of it when I was little, of course I created these stories growing up, like after that about being a whore and you can't dance like that and don't, you're, don't, you know, you're going to get judged or needing attention for it. So I, I lost myself a bit in my evolution, which I honor and love because that was part of my evolution. And I get women coming in in that state all the time. And I'm like, I fucking see you. I love you because I, I am you. I was you. And now you get to heal and we get to totally do this together. But yeah, my dad was, I mean, the video, the home videos when we were little, he was just fucking dancing with me. I have the best video of him dancing to Stevie Wonder and I like play it all the time and I'm just like ah like he it like yeah I I honestly feel that same energy in you which is just a a divine masculine energy and I think that's why we see each other because it's the divine feminine the divine masculine and it's just um it's like an infinite unconditional understanding for each other it's beautiful now, where, where is all this, I mean, you just said it, like this wildness is coming from your mm-hmm. dad and the passion and the mm-hmm. dance and all those mm-hmm. things. But uh, why, are, why did you decide to go to, to Bali? Because this is where you live now. Yeah. So I had a business in Orange County. So that's where I grew up. So it was just this really suffocated for me. It was like, you know, the number one um, present for my graduating high school class for women was boob a boob job and I had a business in Newport Beach and like every day the lips got bigger and the and I just I felt like I was living in a world of like mannequins I'd be like hi hi can we talk about real shit and it's it was just like you know I have a Range Rover and I, I can understand that that was just like for me, the universe going, Hey, what do you really want? You're telling me that you seriously want to help people, but you've put yourself here. So it's like, you know, a gift. And I needed that to like snap out of it and be like, is this how you, do you want to be like these mannequins and like this, these empty shelves with like, you know, fake shit everywhere popping out and like such a fear of not having enough money. So I would secretly Google Bali every night. I'd go home from my business and I'd be like, I, it was intuition. It was the divine. She called to Why me. Bali? It was the, the universe just put it in my soul, like as loud as like Bali, like that. Like I would hear it every night. I would hear it every night. And I resisted it for a while and I suffered. I was suffering. I lost the business. Like I, I was so disconnected from my body. I was using, I was chubby. I, I was using booze. I was needing men's attention. And it was like Bali, Bali. And finally I was like, and I didn't tell anyone because at this point, I mean, that was before 2012. No one was talking about intuition, especially in Orange County. It was like, they were like, oh, Botox and fucking, you know what I mean? Like it, there was that, we weren't talking yeah, about, real. yeah, we weren't talking yeah. about the divine feminine and like, you know, uh, um, crucible moments and God coming and God intervening. So I just kind of like had to process this on my own. And I was like, I just 
fucking leaned in and I surrendered and I was like, okay. So it was, the message was so strong. It was literally like someone was screaming it at me like, okay, well, you're not going to listen. I'm going to take this away. I'm going to take this away. You're not listening still. You need Mm -hmm. to be there. And I'm the oldest of five. So we're, we, I come from a real codependent family. Like I would get anxiety going to the bank by myself, like a full, like mustache sweat, like just so nervous to do anything by myself. And I had a partner at the time. So like he was cheating on me, but that shit, it's like better to like, I learned this from my, the women in my family, better to be with someone than be alone. So being alone. Yeah. Mm. So I leaned in and that looked like selling everything, buying a ticket to a one-way ticket to Bali a month out and, and saying goodbye to my partner. And I know why it was my intuition was God intervening. And it was still definitely a rough patch after that. I didn't have strategies and I, you know, I wasn't ready to stop suffering until I was, and then everything changed. But for me, this is where I feel like Bali has this really beautiful energy for when you're finally ready to open the wound and stop pretending like it's not there. Cause everybody just wants to, you know, stay in their head from here up and not talk about shit and not feel shit. And I want to numb and I don't want to go there. And it's like, dude, the, it's like you, I love how you said you have to fail. Like you have to fuck up. It's like, you have to go through that failure door, whether it's spiritually business wise or whatever to, to feel success. You can't go around it. (laughs) Yeah, we're failing our way to success. Mm. Like a cybernetic mechanism. If you look at a torpedo or a plane, Mm. a plane goes from Los Angeles to Bali, but it fails its way there. So it goes off course and then you bring it back on course. It goes off course, you bring it back on course. That is how, that's the only way you're going to be successful. I love that. So if you are planning that, you're planning your life that, okay, I'm going to be successful. And then you're rejecting the, the failure, yeah. which the failure are always there. You don't fail. You, you are learning. learning. That's a learning it's, yeah. For me, I use the word feedback. I'm like, I fucking love feedback, dude. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you're not failing basically, and if you're, you're scared of failing, if you're scared to get those negative feedback, uh, because when you have positive feedback, you don't correct shit. You know, you stay on course. <laughs> yeah. It's when you get negative feedback that then you need to course correct and then come back and 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 find new tools and find new people and and find new resources to be able to get to the next level and to be able to get to the next step. So it's it's very important that people are embracing that and and that's one of the things that I always say when when I'm coaching is guys you got to learn to embrace the process mm-hmm. like the the pros it's not the destination and we hear that and there's some cliche you know it's not the destination it's the journey and all those things but normally when there's a cliche it's because that's the reality but we we getting caught up into oh yeah it's cliche i heard it a million times well maybe because you're not listening as Mm -hmm. you just mentioned you know the message was there it came back and it came back and it will get louder and louder it's going to take things away from you until you fucking get it so then you can start moving i love that i just got i mean i've been getting goosebumps the whole time you're talking that's for me one of my universal signs of love and god comes through me in that way i just like get goosebumps it's a way for me to just like you know animals get to shake it out or flap their wings i'm like ah but i absolutely believe that that was a game changer for me and i don't know if you i actually had a chat about this yesterday in the spiritual realm because you come from like i love your fire i love your truth and i and the truth hurts baby 
Like love is not rainbows and butterflies. I'm like, what do you think love is? Love is saying really <laughs> uncomfortable stuff and crying from your body and your soul, like feeling it like it's a, you know, a car crash or a horrible traumatic event. Like, and then you get to release it because you have, we have to go through the failure to get the success. Mm-hmm. But in the spiritual industry, or what we're taught. I did all these meditation courses, all these yoga courses. I've done all of the spiritual things. They take away what I had was it, it, that got taken away from me. It was like, don't fight. No, no, no. We're spiritual. Okay. Just like, and it's not about for me going into my masculine. It was like, I, I was like leaving my body, but they were calling it spirituality. So it was like, oh, no, like you don't feel the pain. You should never feel the pain. You should just be so open and and just, you know, go with the flow. And I that's impossible for me to own my successes and stare the like fear of death is what my ego tells me failure is. I have to literally look death in the eyes and go, I'm going in anyway, because I know that that's not true because we've been here before, buddy. I know that's not true. Mm-hmm. So I had to really and, and it's re- connect what, to what, what you're is talking interesting about. about. Yeah, and what you, is interesting about what you're talking about is that a lot of those courses, like what, what I've seen, like because I've been studying this for a while now, yeah. and what I've seen is most of the courses are incomplete because they're always missing a, an element, mm-hmm. which in some courses, they're talking about, you know, how your, your, your thinking works and all those things. But if you don't have a spiritual aspect, if you don't have a mind aspect, mm-hmm. so an intellect aspect and a physical aspect mm-hmm. in the course, it's incomplete because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. We are a, a trifecta being. I don't know how to to translate this, but no, we, we're not. Yeah, we I'm are. Getting... There's three pieces yeah. into who we are. So we are spirit mm-hmm. indeed. So. There's this spiritual aspect of who we are, but we have an intellect which process information in a total different way than any other animal on this planet. And then we have the body, which basically most of the population, 97% of the population are living out of the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a little bit of intellect, but they're more, they're more like a victim of mm-hmm. whatever's happening on the outside. Mm-hmm. And they totally discard the, the spiritual. And when they do, they do it totally blindly. Mm-hmm. So they've been they've been programmed to believe in, in this and that. Mm-hmm. And, and they do it blindly without any reconsideration, ne- any study of, of any nature. And then they're wondering why their life suck. Yeah. Well, you've got you've got to study who we are as a being. And then start utilizing the tools that you have. And from the moment that you are doing this, then you are complete. Because we're complete. We are full from the moment we're born. Mm-hmm. It's the programming that mm-hmm. fuck us up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is most of the kids and millennials, which I know that there's a lot of millennials listening to, to podcasts yeah. nowadays, is they're arriving in their 30s and then they they had the same crisis i had which i yes. i really consider myself more to be a millennial that like the generation x that i i am born in yeah um i had that crisis at 30 yeah. because for me the way i've been programmed is i was supposed to have figured it out mm-hmm. by 30 and have my job and have everything and then and, and, and just be successful 
which is not the fucking case, dude. Mm -hmm. You just have to, to take a step back and relax and just look at it and see what have you gathered as information, what type of study have you gathered, and you're going to see that you, you, you're not ready. You're not ready whatsoever. So I believe that there's a reform. I mean, our company is really working hard into from within, meaning that we are, we are talking to people one, one after another one. Mm -hmm. And we're going to change the world, but it starts with people. You're not going to go into a government and say, okay, we're going to change the school system because uh, there's, too much, there's too much interest in place that they change that. They don't want to change anything. Of course, like, yeah. They're really good status Super quo. happy keeping us down and, and, and shut off. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's, there's an awakening. And that's people like you. That's people like me. That's mm -hmm. people like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, of people which are, are doing an excellent job mm -hmm. right now. And, and they just, they just giving. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you don't get paid to do that. You're doing this because you want to share. Yeah. You, want, you want to provide service. Yes. You want people to fucking wake up. Mm -hmm. Right? That is, that is the purpose. That is the goal. So, um, Everything that you, you, you said about like the course you took and you all know, the they, courses, they kinda... all the courses, six years of them, right? Because you're looking for it, you yeah. know, you're looking for the solution, but it's, it's, it's not there. And, and then you jump from one course to another one, mm -hmm. to another one. Mm -hmm. um, but I was very, very fortunate to find my mentor, uh, not too late. Yeah, but uh, I would have loved to have this when I was 20. Yes, because my life was totally different. I right? know. I just had a, um, a client come in who's 40 and she's like crying after a first session. I mean, wow. Like if I had you when I was 20, I was like, it's cool, baby. You've been on your hero's journey. And because you've been through all that, now you get to help people. I'm going to go back to what you were talking about and I'm going to bring up the epidemic of putting millennials on meds and I love what you said about dude I hit that shit when I was 30 I had a crisis I felt lost and so mm -hmm. I cannot believe the amount of women and I that wasn't an option for me I don't I just knew like oh god I feel really depressed I feel really broken I would always just like hit the gym or go run on the beach and that was like enough to keep me afloat you know I wasn't thriving but at least I wasn't going into that, just giving up on life state. I always knew that I could go run. I could go work out. That was my thing. Yeah. So literally I seriously, like 95% of my clients have been diagnosed as manic depressive, bipolar two, like hysterical. And I'm talking to them and I'm like, Oh, you lost your shit when a guy cheated on you. Uh, hello. So we all do that. You know, you felt depressed and didn't want to get out of bed. Like this is normal things. We all have an ego. Our ego's job is to live in fear. What you're feeling is not unnatural. It is a normal part. Like how do you strengthen the muscle unless you have resistance? We're all born with muscle, but you need to resist against that to create the strength. So I am just blown away because my younger siblings are all addicts and they were put on Xanax and meds for anxiety as children, as children. Mm. My sister was put on Xanax at 12 and put her into the cycle of numbing. I mean, that's no tools. Up. Yeah. It, it, that's totally. Uh, yeah. And I just got a new client who was put on 
she said, I just want to feel I'm so numb. So I'm asking questions before we, I see if we're in alignment. And I'm like, so, you know, when you're on antidepressants and she's like, oh yeah, I've been on them since I was 11. I'm 33. I'm like, okay. So you were snipered. You never got the opportunity to have your hero's journey. You never got the opportunity to strengthen that muscle. So I am screaming from the rooftops. Like it's so offensive, right? To, to, people that are on that don't want to feel and that don't want to choose their reality but dude that is not a good option taking pills to numb is the worst thing that you can do and all the women that are have are going through this are under 30 and they've all been diagnosed and I'm like you're not manic depressive dude you just have been on meds and nobody taught you how to embody so if you're in your head going a million miles on an hour and on your phone all day of course you can't focus nobody could And they think that they're dumb. They literally look in my eyes and say, I'm stupid. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're just trying to throw water like, and it's dispersing everywhere, but I'm going to teach you how to pack it into a snowball so you can have laser focus and put it exactly where you want. But they're literally being, putting them on meds as children. It's horrifying. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about. I, I think it's cultural. Yeah. Because uh, my wife is German, and in Germany they don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Like they don't do that systematically. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Canada, they they started doing it. Like I remember that there was a lot of kids because they were disturbing the other kids. Yep. So those were being put on some some meds yep. and just to calm them down. Mm-hmm. Um. What I always say to parents, because some parents sometimes like, they're coming to me and, and they talk about those things. It's like, your kid is fine. Yeah. Don't worry. Now your kid is fine. Um, what happened, I believe, is we gave, we gave too much power to the physician, mm-hmm. to the doctor, which they are enticed by the pharmaceutical companies Mm -hmm. and and then that is where the problem starts Mm -hmm. because from if you give meds to a child which is 11 he's fucked he's fucked for life yeah i agree he he has a very hard time to get off those Mm -hmm. and if he does if he doesn't get get into this plan of disintox disintoxication because Mm -hmm. like he's totally intoxicated Mm -hmm. addicted to it Mm -hmm. um how is he going to function like from the moment that he gets off the meds, now all of a sudden, like he start having all those feelings which are coming, which he's not used to, mm-hmm. and and guess what? Panic attack. Yeah, overwhelm. The system shuts down. It's like you know, short circuits. Absolutely. Yeah, they have no clue how to handle those those emotions. Which, by the way, <laughs> and this is good. Like you're gonna love this. Like. <laughs> It's, it, we shouldn't say emotion. We should say emotion, which basically is the computer side of making things moving. So there's emotion. And from the moment that you get emotionally involved mm-hmm. with whatever thoughts you have, mm-hmm. you start moving into action. That is the way it works. Like you need to use your deductive uh, mind in order to start moving in action. Most people do. They don't understand how their mind works. Mm-hmm. So now, all of a sudden, like they they are in a situation, and and then they're reacting because they get emotionally involved mm-hmm. with the thought, and and then they lose control because they don't understand how their mind works. 
and we never teach that. That's right. We, they so don't have the tools, we, right? They don't have the tools. Mm-hmm. So instead of putting a kid into meds, like why are you not teaching him how his mind works yeah. so then he can down? Yeah. It's like, dude, you're putting a Band-Aid over it and not even a good banding. You're putting a Band-Aid with like cancer in it and you're putting that on your kid. Yeah. yeah. It's mind blowing. But again, probably is uh, there is some responsibility to, to be taken by the parents because yeah, they, they overworked, they overwhelm, uh, they try they try to arrive, I mean, they do the best that they can with what they have, and they're not present. So guess what? When it's time that a teacher, which most of the teacher now bless aren't their present heart, either. I know they're not present. That's they're why underpaid. Yes. They overworked, and then they they try to do their best, and then they have like I don't know thirty people in a class. Everybody is 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 like going crazy. The the teacher. I mean, I have friends which are teachers, like mm-hmm. old friends, like from my my first life. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. And uh, the I amount of depression in their thirties. I mean, a depression when you're thirty. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. Like. How, which world are we living in? Yeah. What's the point? I mean, I don't, I say this all the time. I'm like, this is what I hear from women's mouth every day. I, every time, every moment of the day, it's this like gut soul dread that I'm not good enough. And the mornings are the like awful because I feel I get the anxiety and the dread before I even fully wake up. And I'm exhausted because of course you're exhausted when you're in your head and you're not in your body all the time. It's like a, and our life force sucker. And I hate the mornings. They're the bane of my existence or, you know, on my days off, I just hide and retrieve and drink and smoke weed because I can't deal like that has become a normal thing because I hear this every day. I'm like, Lanny, oh. t- tell me this, tell me this because like, you know, I'm, I'm shaking my head again. How, how, what do you think about your morning? Oh my God. I was, you're leading me into sexual and orgasmic energy. Cause you know, I love talking about that. And I wanted to, I, know bring you that into, <laughs> I wanted to talk about that into business as well, but it, I have goosebumps now. Oh, I, I laid in bed this morning and I, do, I have a very um, strict morning routine. Cause I am so in love with myself that I take it very seriously. And I, do this with my clients. So I do the same thing I teach them and I have my morning routine and I was laying in bed this morning, orgasmic energy. I wasn't like having an orgasm, but there was so much of God's love and the universe flowing through me. And I was just like, like, but not sexually, but it's all one though. For me, it's all one, right? That like love I feel for my clients. I feel it for the rice fields behind me. I feel it for my body. I feel it for my partner. I feel it like for this pot, for this opportunity to speak to you. Like I, what I can't even, words can't describe. I feel like I'm floating. That's how fucking amazing it is and how exciting it is. And I wake up and I dance and I get, you know, my hips or the, where my feminine energy is. So I just activate, I can, I know how to turn it on at the push of a button and I activate it. It's the most exciting part. Like I literally go to bed. I'm like, ah, I can't wait to get, I can't wait to wake up. I have this amazing interview. And then I have a session with one of my soul sisters and then, ah, like it, I'm so fucking excited. I'm like the little kid that never like, that's like, Oh, a box. Oh, bubble wrap. Like I'm like that <laughs> all the time. 
So if you're listening to Lanny right now, do you think she's excited to wake up in the morning? Now, how how can your mm. your day will unfold after that? You know, it's it's yeah. it's so simple. Yeah. It's if you have and you're capable of doing this because you have a strict morning routine. Yeah, and strategies that's the only that work. way you're gonna be able to do exactly. Yeah. That's the only way you're gonna be able to create that. Most of the people, they have no clue what they're going to do. Of they're waking the up. Phone. And, and, the phone. The uh, phone. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. They all sleep Actually, with I, the phone. I don't touch my phone the first 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I go an hour, sometimes more. Yeah. I'm super strict I, about that. Because like, what you should do when you wake up is you should, you should, you should think. You should like uh, write out. Yeah. You should read. Yeah, that's what you should do. Yeah, because what it does is it's activating your your synthetic imagination, mm-hmm. right? Which basically you're reconstructing the things that you you want that you already know. But at the same time, when when you 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 don't have the full picture, you have to tap into what we call our creative imagination, mm-hmm. and that is truly when you're tapping to. You were talking about God's energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can call it God, Buddha, Allah, universe, the Gaia, universe. yeah, it, divine. The way, yeah. I don't care. It's exactly. the same thing. Exactly. But that's where you tap into this, and it is it is flowing to you. Got you got to train yourself mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. If not, then you're gonna be a victim of your environment. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be a victim of whatever president that you have in your country. Yep. You're gonna be a victim of the news. And and your life is dreadful. Yeah, dreadful. Like, it it yeah. sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, like I live there, so same. I know. Same. It, it's a shitty life. It's yeah. So, why are you not going for the nice one? Be I the number one reason. I mean, we going back to just how you said teachers don't have the tools is like. So what I've what I understand is the ego is not creative and everybody comes at me and they think their problems are so fucking significant in my pain. And I'm like, I let them have their rant and I'm like, okay. So I said that same thing verbatim and every other woman that's come into my program said the same thing. So I'm sorry to tell you, but your problems aren't special and your ego is not creative at all. But and they've done therapy and pills and same thing I did. These courses that just taught you how to leave your body when pain came because we should just be spiritual and not have that fire and like God's love inside of us. It's just like, oh, just let it go, but not in a beautiful way, in a numbing way almost. So they have the fear that it's not going to work. And I can understand that because when I'm 36 at my rock bottom, lost everything, like left an abusive relationship, no money, no dignity, no self-love. I was an empty shell. I was like skinny. My eyes were, there was no light there. I was a shell. And you, I'll tell you what I thought. I'm too fucking old. I'm too broken. I'm an, it's like, I'm 36. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Coming from Orange County, you know, and like where all the models are like 15 and shit. And it's like, that's the, I, that's what, you know, a woman is and beauty and my, and hearing that from my mom, I all, it's like, you know, you need to get married. You're getting too old. You're not going to be safe unless you have a man. Like, you know, a man's going to save me. A man's going to save me. Your women can't Mm. run the business. Women can't make the money. Like I had to let go of all that scarcity. But I literally felt like I am an old dead racing horse who failed. So put like put me out of my misery. 
And then I had a crucible moment and God intervened and everything changed and it changed fast. It was a decision. It wasn't, oh, 10 years of blah, blah, blah. But I hear, you know, I've tried everything. I've tried everything. But then now the millennials are coming in saying, I'm 25. I'm too old. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, bitch? I was 36. Like, you're so lucky to have these tools now. And your life is changing now. I mean, how many people are on their deathbed going just hardened shells no no life force running the women are in this like hard and masculine just no life force no compassion no love no ability to just walk in a room and hold this healing because that's our feminine energy just hardened empty angry shells with the burden and just years of this you know energy field of pain and why me and how could they and just shooting that pain out it's like dude i, I wasn't going to accept that i didn't want to end up like the women in my family so I let God intervene. I took it. You said something that was like striking me because you talked about uh, that, that orgasmic energy yeah. and people have to understand that there's, there's a lot of power into this. Actually, yes. the most powerful emotion that are available to are faith, love and sex. Mm-hmm. And when you can blend those three together, what's going to happen in your life is going to be absolutely extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always a great partner behind anybody that are succeeding. Uh, otherwise, it's, it's an empty shell. You just mentioned it. Um, if, if there's not this this energy which is coming from from the fate and the fate, by the way, can be that's an emotion, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. most of the people, it's a choice, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a choice, yeah. and and it's they putting their fate into things that have been programmed into them. Yeah, so money, like oh yeah, men, I'm Christian. Attention. I'm yeah. I'm Christian. Yeah, just like, did you ever thought like <laughs> what a Christian is? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we we do this at home and all this. Yeah, but have you studied it? Like, you know, have have you reevaluate if all those beliefs work for you? Yeah. Because if they don't, why are you hanging out upon them and defending them? This is the crazy part about taking what it personal. Yeah, so taking it not, personal. Mm. Not only not only do you do you not understand what you're believing in, but you you never really paid attention if those are serving you if those will help you to get where you want to go so the first one is you need to develop faith and you need to spend some time into your faith and really really like you know think about it Mm -hmm. that's the first thing the second part is is love Mm. like you need to find love and if you cannot find love into someone else, like first you need to find yes. love in yourself. Got fallen, it, it, falling in love with myself was what changed everything. That's 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 why someone else can fall in love that's with you. Right. Because if you don't love yourself, that's right. how do you expect someone to love you? Because they're not going to respect you if you don't respect yourself. And you feel uncomfortable. My women, when they come in, feel very uncomfortable receiving love. I'm all, did you just see how you resisted that? And they're like, wow, <laughs> you cannot receive. I fucking guarantee you. If you don't love yourself, you feel very uncomfortable receiving love. And that means from the waiter, from a partner, from the son, it's blocked everywhere. It is not just oh, c- conditional. You cannot receive. It's a yes or a no question, baby. There ain't no in between. Yeah. Actually, if you look at the, 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 the heart chakra, which is right in the middle of the body, and that is what connects like, the higher to the lower. Mm. So the higher to actually the sexual energy, which basically that one 
is strictly in the body. Mm -hmm. It's not spiritual, mm -hmm. which the other two are spiritual. Mm -hmm. So this is what connects everything. Mm -hmm. And when you can align those three, when you can align Ooh, the, the, the spiritual aspect, yeah, I know <laughs> you, you're going to start moving on your chair again. <laughs> when you can connect the spiritual aspect, the heart, which is the love and the, the sexual part. So faith, love and sex. Then this is where you're complete as well as a being, because you touching all the parts. So You, and the only way you're going to be able to do that is to study those. And I think like to get in touch with, with someone like you, and someone with, like you. <laughs> which you're working yeah. specifically with women, yeah, specifically right? with and women, women which only. Mm -hmm. had a trauma and mm -hmm. stuff like that, that they don't understand love, that mm -hmm. they have more, more uh, dependency relationship and, mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Uh, that's where the help and, and the, the change can, can come. But you need to study. If you don't study, then it's all that's old beliefs that's going to come and you're not going to be able like to 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 make that change. Mm, I totally agree and what you're I love the way I love hearing different people word it cuz that's the beauty of us being able to share the same message and just saying it the way God's coming through our soul cuz what you teach is exactly what I teach. You know what I mean? Which is exactly what yeah. Jesus taught and Buddha and Like just touching upon the belief, because I actually have gotten this wave of women who grew up in church and they are like, have been so abandoned. And so their entire world as they knew it crumbled because they were rejected by the idea of church and Christianity was going to save me. And they were taught that to like, you need to be punished. I see this gnarly uh, repetition and yeah. <laughs> they like seek out the punishment you aren't worthy. You're going to live a life that's effed up in misery. And then all of a sudden you're going to go to heaven and be happy. And I'm like, but that, so I love what you're saying. Have you even studied it? Because that's not what Jesus said. Jesus and Buddha have said the same thing. They've said heaven is now. Like you said, aligning those, the, all the parts of us. That's what Jesus said. Like if Jesus didn't say, live a life of misery and get punished and feel like you're not good enough. Jesus said heaven is now embody presence. Like he taught everything that we're teaching. So I love just hearing it come from you in that sense. But for me, the thing, nobody ever taught me how to feel it. And that's what you were talking about. Like during my morning routine, like I never really felt God's love and I had a couple moments. So I think that secretly kept me not secretly. I know that kept me going like, okay, because I actually had thoughts of wanting to kill myself at 36 when I had nothing and I couldn't sleep. I, I was literally running on no sleep. So, you know, my mind was just took over. I was in this negative feedback loop that was like, I wasn't me. It was this fear running me like, you can't live like this. I was in so much pain. I was numb. And when you're not in your body, that's the only time you can hurt yourself, whether it's overeating or cutting or whatever it is, because you can't feel. Because when I'm in my body, oh my God, it's like a beautiful newborn baby that I just want to like love to the depths of my soul. You can't hurt yourself, <laughs> right? With negative thoughts or negative substances when you're embodied because it's a, it's pure. It doesn't even know that language. So nobody taught me how to actually feel because I looked in the mirror. I did all the self-help books. I journaled, you know, I did the meditations, but I didn't feel it. Therefore, I didn't believe it. So I love that the way that you described it. And that's exactly what like that bridge is. I get to teach them how to, yes, align all 
those parts of us, the spiritual and the physical, because like for what, what I see is that just extreme shame around our physical manifestation of the feminine, which is Yoni. So again, when we talk about receiving, I'm not coming out the gate being like, oh, you need to go receive an orgasm because you can't just start there. Like you said, dude, you got to start at the beginning. First, you need to be able to receive actually sitting in your body and feeling feeling the pain, receiving the, you know, what you've been numbing since you were a child and got frozen in time. But I, I looked in the, oh, I'm so beautiful. I'm so beautiful. Whilst feeling that I'm a piece of shit. I journaled, you know, I'm a millionaire, uh, whilst believing that I was a fucking failure. So that is what society doesn't teach us. And what got actually left out of the Bible was that the prayer isn't the miracle. The feeling is the miracle. And so what we're doing is activating the feeling. And I have my strategies and you have yours because you can journal for the rest of your life. And this is the yogi thing I hear, but I'm journaling. So I have, you know, here women uh, super overweight, which is another protection mechanism to not feel. They stay up in the chin because there's so much shame connected to their beautiful yoni in their vagina and just receiving. It's just not even even in making love, just literally sitting here talking to you. They would be so shameful of who they are and what they felt that they'll just stu- like lock it up, stay up at the chin so they can't come into the heart. So then they can't then activate their incredible divine feminine. But they're like, I'm journaling. And I'm like, yeah, but you hate yourself. So it's never going to work, sister. It, I mean, it's, it's a very complicated thing because having done it now for for a while and by the way this process for me started in 1999 wow so it's it's not yesterday yeah it took me a long time to arrive there i knew in 2007 that that will be my profession mm. i knew then but i just didn't know how i'm gonna make that mm-hmm. and uh so in 2013 i i did my first program which like was by my mentor and, and then in 2015 this is where like i i totally I dropped everything and I said this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life I I I know I know that's my calling I know I'm good at it I know that I love the material you know I leave it breathe it and everything but even then you you're doing it mechanically Mm -hmm. like it's mechanical why because we've been programmed Mm -hmm. mechanically and this is what we need to learn we need to learn to get to the soul to get to Mm -hmm. the emotion Mm -hmm. emotion and activate yes. the motion. So activate the, the action we take in and charge those action. And and like there's there's beautiful way of doing this when you are utilizing uh, the body because the body will help you to create that feeling yes. inside. So uh, that's why I love and, and I mean I did meditation, I did yoga, I did like mm-hmm. you know oh show all the things. Yeah, I, I did. I did them all. Yeah, same. But that was part of the quest. That was part of finding myself and mm-hmm. and see how can I connect to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but you've got to embrace the process because the first the first day, like I have I have a sales team now. Like there's 23 of us, and uh, and those guys, you know, they're starting their process, and you can see and and then I see myself in there. Yes, like three, four, five, six years ago. Yeah. And I'm just, oh my God, like <laughs> I'm coming from a long way. But but all this is important. All this is is part for you to to learn 
where to go and uh, and to become the best version of yourself. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, because people will be like, so like, what's up? Where did you learn this? And I was like, so I did a lot of shit that didn't work. And that has been my greatest <laughs> teachings. You know what I mean? Like, there's actually, like you said, yeah, the spirit is everything. And I teach that, but I did so many things that didn't activate that feeling. And I, ha- I couldn't light up all, you know, like I see energy and I actually can tell where the women are, are holding it and where the shame is sitting. Cause I don't see colors. And I'm like, dude, you're Yoni is like petrified wood. There is no energy force down there. Of course you're having to go to a porn in your head to orgasm and completely leave your body. Like if you can't stay in your body in a comfortable conversation in a safe place, such as being on your couch, you're still in your fucking head and fear is running you. There is no way you can stay in your body in the most vulnerable place that a woman could ever be, which is naked, no armor on. That's how you have to make love from your body and being penetrated and looking in someone's eyes. That is the most vulnerable place. And your mind will tell you that you will die. So of course, if you can't even embody when you're in a comfortable place in your home or in your bed in the morning, if that dread and the anxiety, then you can never do it with someone else because like, that's just the fear of death, the rejection, the abandonment, that story of a little girl who got rejected and didn't feel loved. And why didn't, I'm not good enough for you to love me. You know Mm. what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's impossible to do that unless you have this training, but the, I did a lot of stuff that didn't work and that's how now I brought it all together. And it's like, I have literally trained myself to do it at the push of a button because like you, I got podcasts to do. I got lives to change. I got magic to share. I got sessions to do. I can't sit in my head and whine and like, that's not an option. Just like I wanted to learn how to surf and I wanted Mm -hmm. to learn how to do Olympic weightlifting. I showed up. I practiced and I trained and it was the same thing for my ability to, to get vulnerable as fuck. And that's what we're teaching because sure, if I'm afraid that people are going to judge my dance videos on Instagram, you better believe that that's a life of misery and fear. And I'm not going to be able to totally let it rip and unleash because, oh my God, Mm. that fear of little Lonnie that got rejected and wasn't safe. So to be vulnerable is what we're speaking of because only in that state can God come through us. I love that because like vulnerability is a very creative state. Oh actually. my gosh. Yeah. And, and from the moment that you accept that vulnerability, that is the only way that you can go to the next level. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you've got to accept to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and only then can you start moving Hell to yes. the very next step. Hell yes. And that's how I actually, it's like so rad that that is how I broke through my fear of failing, my perfectionism and my fear of being judged is I had to be so vulnerable and accept this feedback, which my ego, my whole life had been telling me, like, it's this imaginary fight that you can't accept that because then you're not good enough and you need to be right. But in the meanwhile, I'm just pushing everything away and being so shut off from any miracles. <clears throat> excuse me so i in order to break through that which see your ego is telling you the opposite i had to be totally vulnerable and accept that my fear of failing was actually keeping me in a failure frequency and accepting well, that like, as a whatever, perfectionist fuck you know whatever you think whatever you think you'll bring about mm-hmm. 
So if you think failure, you'll fail. Of course. If you think success, you'll succeed. Of course. Now it sounds it sounds very easy to 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 see it on the negative pole, but when we talk about the positive poles, it's oh yeah, but it's not that well. You're doing it on the negative. That's right. You're already so doing why it, baby. You do it in the positive. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm not gonna teach you how to do it. You are already doing it. I'm going to teach you how to choose it. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. And like, so what's up? Oh, go ahead. Go, go, no, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to touch back to that being in alignment and being able to create an extraordinary life. And I, I feel like I'm evolving at an incredible rate. I'm just ever changing, ever evolving. I, every time I, I vulnerably open up to the universe and take whatever pain is coming to me as an opportunity to heal and get stronger and better, I literally heal it in my body. And I, so many women around yoni, bladder infections, chronic yeast infections, not getting their menstrual cycle, right? So it's a physical manifestation of the inability to totally accept Mm. and be vulnerable and cherish what we are. But every time I don't go into victim mode when some pain arises and I just vulnerably lean in with God's love. So I'm finding actually enjoyment in the pain because again, I'm going through that door of failure to get to the, the winning and the success. Justman. And aligning those things has, I believe that I, I mean, like every, like last week was the best week of my life. That extraordinary, like it's happening though. Like, you know, the, the most successes in, in my ability to alchemize with my clients, um, the, the monetarily in my business, like it's just, it's just true that when you are aligned I wake up in the morning and I seriously know that I am infinite and I can do anything that I want. And that's what happens when everything is aligned. When you're talking about um, this, you're advancing and changing and evolving at an incredible speed right now. This is what we're 